Hi everyone, this is Daniel Cho. I'm the managing director of Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine and the North York Lifestyle Medicine Clinic. I'm here at our North York Lifestyle Medicine Clinic in Toronto, and、uh, you're listening to another episode of the Lifestyle is Medicine podcast. I have on the line Dr. George Cho, our medical director, and today we're going to talk about、uh, what I personally find is one of the most exciting and、uh, best aspects of lifestyle medicine. And that is how lifestyle medicine gives us freedom. I think for many people, when they think about healthcare and a disease,、uh, they feel trapped. They feel like they're dependent on the system. They're dependent on、uh, drugs, usually multiple drugs, and the、uh, their disease that they're experiencing. And today, we're going to talk about how lifestyle medicine is completely different from that, and how it can give us freedom and become less dependent. So let's first talk about what, what what do you think about freedom when、uh, when you think about that word? What comes to mind? Yeah,、uh, freedom. When we talk about freedom, we talk about self determination. So being able to kind of determine your own life and independence. So being independent of or less dependent on other things, but being able to、uh, live your life、uh, as you will. Yeah. When I think about freedom, I you know it's one of these words that have been really.、Uh, It's pregnant with meaning. I think throughout human history, I think lots、right. of human history is is a struggle for freedom. We、uh, think about these wars and the oppression that people have experienced. Even today, you know, all all around the world, people are、uh, don't have freedom because of different governments or whatever. So I think freedom has been sort of this like word that's been like a rallying call throughout human history, and、uh, really powerful. For sure, and you know, going back to your intro, you know, I've. In clinic, I have yet to meet a patient who is excited to be taking drugs,、uh, is excited to meet their doctor.、Uh, most people want to be free from these things,、mm-hmm. right? And but many the many people they feel chained、uh, to their drugs and chained by their disease. And、uh, we need we need to ask ourselves, those of us in the medical field, you know, is there a way to help our patients? Be free from the system itself, and be able to live an independent, a self-determined life. And I think the answer is yes, as you as as you mentioned. I think lifestyle medicine is the answer to that. So, how does lifestyle medicine do that? How does lifestyle medicine give us、uh, uh, freedom when it comes to health, healthcare, disease? Yeah, well, I think you mentioned on a little bit in your intro. I, lifestyle medicine it it promotes freedom for the patient by making Making them less dependent on doctors, first of all. Okay. It makes us. It makes patients less dependent on drugs and medications and surgeries and the the system itself. It's they. It makes them less dependent on the medical system and even even the disease itself. You know, most. I mean, I mean everyone wants to be free from disease, chronic diseases, and、uh, when we look at lots of medicine, it helps or potentially helps reverse.、Uh, Diseases and so it makes people free from diseases as well. So those are kind of some of the ways that lifestyle medicine helps people、uh, or promotes freedom for the patients. So yeah, so let's talk about the this、uh, being less dependent on doctors. So how does lifestyle medicine help us to become less dependent on doctors? And is that even yeah, a good I, thing? Like, I think many people, maybe in the healthcare system, they might think like, is that even a good thing? You know? Right. Well, I mean.、Uh, You know, I'm gonna share some stats later on, but those in the medical system 
especially drug companies, they might not want that because they're making huge amounts of money off of the, off the sale of drugs. Right. But you know, when we think of the patient's perspective, and I always think that uh, that doctors should think from the patient's perspective, what's best for the patient, and what's best for the patient is not to be uh, dependent on on the system. We need to help people live self-determined, healthy lives. And the way that lots of medicine does that is that it gives people the tools that they need to live a healthy life, to potentially reverse and also prevent the medical conditions. So exercising, eating healthy, eating a healthy diet, sleeping well, uh, less stress, things like that, are things that people themselves, patients themselves need to implement. On the reverse, when we look at conventional medicine, their method is surgeries, injections, and pills. But in order to get those things or have access to the, to, to those things, you need a prescription from the prescription from the doctor. Thus, you need to go through the doctor in order to get access to those things. So you are you are dependent on the doctor, right? In mm. lots of medicine, it's totally different. The doctor may educate you on maybe what is the best diet, on how to exercise and so forth, but but uh, you don't need to keep on going back to a doctor to get access to exercise, to healthy nutrition. The onus becomes on the patient themselves. Now, that might be scary to some people because the responsibility is now on themselves, on the patient. But, you know, with freedom comes responsibility. Right. And it's better to have freedom with responsibility than have dependence with no responsibility, right? So the doctors are not the medium by which you, you can access a healthy lifestyle. It's the patient themselves who must go out and live a healthy lifestyle. That is, that is freedom. You're less dependent on the doctor. The doctor is merely an educator. Isn't that sort of like, like that kind of messaging kind of putting you out of business, you know, out of a job to say that, you know, I don't want, you know, a patient comes and you're going to give them advice on how um, to live a healthy lifestyle so that you become less dependent on me. Isn't that sort of like you're, you're uh, working yourself out of a job almost? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think the doc- doctors, they we need to see, we need to do what's best for the patient, not necessarily for ourselves, mm. especially because we're dealing with the with the health of the patient, not ourselves. Yeah. Right. So, um, and we know, I mean, I mean, the World Health Organization, they said by 2020, so in just two, like a year and a half, uh, the vast majority of our of our of our diseases will be lifestyle related diseases. So, doctors, and we, if we understand that. That we know then that for these uh, patients that's coming to us, a vast majority of the conditions are lifestyle related. So we need to then help them to change their lifestyle in order to uh, deal with their medical conditions. This means that what is best for them is not to become dependent on us, but to help them to live a healthy lifestyle. So uh, if we think from the patient's perspective, we have to ask, you know, what is best for them? And obviously it is not to be dependent on us for their lifestyle conditions is to help them live a healthy lifestyle so they can, you know, move on without the need for us. Yeah, ultimately, I think as health care providers, we want to see a world that's healthier and free of disease. Um, and of course. we have to have that selfless attitude and not really think yeah. about ourselves. We're here to serve, ultimately. Yeah, And, and you know, like, uh, I want to just quickly add, you know, I think most doctors, they they want 
uh, they want their patients to get better, right? Yeah. Um, most doctors, they want to do what's best for the patient. But unfortunately, with conventional medicine right now, doctors are not trained to, first of all, in, we get very little training in nutrition, in exercise, in lifestyle, lifestyle medicine. We get very little training in that. And uh, also there's the powerful, powerful arm of the pharmaceutical industry that uh, has its hands on, uh, on training, on the training of medical doctors and things like that. So then it becomes very difficult for doctors to think in, a, in lifestyle medicine terms or in, in a lifestyle medicine framework. And therefore they can't, they have a, uh, they're not able to uh, address lifestyle with their patients. So I think that most doctors, they want to do what's best for the patient. I mean, for I don't sure. know if there's any doctor that wants to keep on seeing their patient over and over again and keep on prescribing them more drugs. I don't think there's a doctor that really would enjoys doing that. They want to see their patients get better. Mm-hmm. But a lot of doctors don't have the tools or the training in order to do that. But with lifestyle medicine now rising up, I think more and more doctors are getting trained and therefore we see an improvement in that. So I say that to say that, you know, let's not look down on the doctors because I think a lot of doctors, they have very good intentions, very good hearts, but it's just the lack of training. is The training is, is very lacking. And uh, I guess part of this um, being less dependent on doctors also is related to being less dependent on drugs. So can you talk right. about that, how lifestyle medicine kind of makes us less dependent on drugs? And I know that we touched upon it, but uh, let's dive deeper. Yeah, um, first let's let's just say uh, right off the bat that, you know, we are we have a very huge drug problem in Canada. Uh, just before we got online, I was just looking at some stats here from Statistics Canada, and uh, they say that approximately 30% of ad- Canadian adults, 65 to 79 years old, are on three to five prescription meds. Mm. Wow. These are prescription meds, three to five prescription meds. Three percent of our seniors are on are on these meds, um, and then eleven percent of forty-five to sixty-four year olds, so middle-aged people, eleven percent are on five or more prescription meds. These are not including just over-the-counter medications that people can pick up. Um, nor does this include supplements. So. Um, that's 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 a lot. You know, thirty percent of our seniors are on three to five medications, prescribed medications, not just, uh, not including, sorry, uh, supplements and over-the-counter drugs. And then it was very interesting. The top uh, drug classes, or the uh, between the age of twenty-five to seventy-nine years old, the top drugs that are being used by Canadians are lipid-lowering drugs, ACE inhibitors. Peptic ulcer acid reducers for things like um, reflux, beta blockers, antidepressants. I mean, if you look at all these medical conditions, they're lifestyle-related medical conditions. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting. The top drugs right now are are those drugs that are addressing lifestyle-related medical conditions, and the pharmaceutical industry is making tons of money off them, and uh, people are dependent on on these drugs. In fact, uh, there was a report in the Canadian Medical Association uh, journal where they talk about the most lucrative drugs. Mm. And the most lucrative drugs in Canada right now are antihypertensives, 
cholesterol-lowering drugs, uh, drugs for inflammatory conditions, acid-lowering drugs, antidepressants, and so forth, and even uh, and diabetes as well. Again, lifestyle-related uh, drugs are the ones that are making the pharmaceutical companies the most money. This is very sad. Uh, that condition that can be addressed by eating healthier, exercising more, stress, and having better ways to deal with stress, that these medical conditions are are the source or patients with these medical conditions are buying uh, these these drugs and making oodles of money for the pharmaceutical industry. But, you know, lifestyle medicine can help people become less dependent on drugs. There are good studies out there that, sh- that are demonstrating the power of healthy eating and so forth to help people reduce their medication intake. So, for example, um, there's a study called the BROAD study where they got people with obesity, diabetes, and heart conditions and so forth, and they put them on a whole foods diet, and they compared that to another group um, that had, they told them to just do standard medical care. Not only did the whole foods plant-based diet group uh, reduce their weight, BMI, waist circumference, and so forth, more than those on a standard, on the standard medical care, the medication use after six months dropped uh, a lot in this in the whole foods plant-based diet group. After six months in the control group, those who are doing standard medical care, the use of medication actually increased. And if you look at the graph, it's like a straight line, a steep straight line up. Hmm. Uh, so, so the lifestyle medicine group, the whole foods plant-based diet group, they dropped the medication use. Standard medical care group, they increased the medication medication use and uh, Neil Barnard he did a study with low fat uh, with a low fat vegan diet for those with diabetes and what he found was that the low fat vegan group they were able to reduce the medication use by 43 percent in those who are doing a low fat vegan diet on on the contrary what we know is that uh, with standard medical care those with diabetes often they have to add medications to their program where but here dr bernard he showed that a low-fat vegan diet can help actually reduce medication use uh, after one or two years or so by 43 percent so nearly half so these studies and there are others demonstrate that uh, in this case uh, healthy eating uh, and specific, specifically a low-fat i uh, sorry a whole foods plant-based diet can help people become less dependent on drugs. And I've seen this myself uh, where at places like Wildwood and even in our clinic here where, you know, you tell people uh, to implement, educate them on implementing the basics of lifestyle medicine. And um, they start to reduce their, uh, their drug, uh, their antihypertensive drugs, their cholesterol drugs, they, uh, they go from three or four diabetes meds and down to one diabetes med. And they, patients are really grateful, really happy when they, have, when, when they can reduce the amount of drugs that they take. So because lifestyle medicine, they, uh, it, lifestyle medicine addresses the root causes of lifestyle-related diseases, which is, health, which is a poor lifestyle, because it's, it's addressing the root causes it therefore helps, it starts to heal the body. Therefore, when you're healing the body, then you need to take, you don't need to take as many meds. 
on the contrary, a lot of drugs, uh, they merely just uh, mask the symptoms or address the symptoms. And therefore, since you're not really curing the medical condition, it keeps on progressing. And then and, and that's why they're often people are told to take drugs for life. But last of seems to reverse that cycle. And let's talk uh, finally about freedom from disease. Uh, I know that in our clinic, we see many patients and when you hear their stories, it's like they're, uh, it, it kind of, the condition kind of takes over their life, right? They yes. feel chained to it and it's, it really affects the quality of life that uh, people can live. So how does lifestyle medicine help with that? Yeah, so, uh, you know, contrary to what many people are told, a lot of these medical conditions, especially the common ones, the, uh, the chronic ones like diabetes, uh, heart disease, hypertension, uh, high cholesterol, things like that, contrary to what people are told or kind of the impression that's left on the mind of the patient, uh, these diseases are potentially reversible. And though patients are often told that they need to take drugs to address these conditions for life, the science demonstrates that when when people implement lifestyle medicine principles, that these medical conditions are potentially reversible. And you know, let me just share with you some some evidence for that. So, for instance, Doctor, let's go back to Doctor Neil Barnard. He did a study where they put people on a on a, a vegan diet and what they found was that after about 20 um 22 weeks or so people on a vegan diet were actually able to bring their hemoglobin a1c below uh the cutoff for diabetes so essentially they reversed their diabetes the same with another group in korea they did a study uh, on a plant-based diet and after 12 weeks, they were nearly reversed uh, diabetes in, in their patients. And uh, of course, there's Dr. Dean Ornish's study where they got people with coronary artery disease. And by implementing exercise, a healthy diet, a, a vegan diet, stress management, a smoking cessation, these kind of things, they were actually able to start opening up the, uh, the coronary arteries again. Mm. There's other studies with, with exercise. There's a one group, a one uh, research group, they got people to walk, simply walk about, uh, I, think, I think it was several times a week. And after a year, they were able to reverse a uh, hippocampal shrinkage. shrinkage. Uh, they're actually able to add volume to the hippocampus, essentially reversing age-related hippocampal loss. Uh, so, I mean, there there's a lot of studies that are coming out now that suggests that lots of related diseases are potentially reversible when you change the lifestyle. I mean, it seems pretty obvious, but really it needs to be emphasized. And if you're reversing the disease, then then you, you're free from the disease and free from all the medications and the procedures that come with, uh, with diseases. So that's very liberating to people uh, when they are not chained by their disease. Because like you said, uh, these chronic diseases can really take over the life, you know, uh, not just psychologically, but just it impairs their work, it impairs their social relationships. You know, I had a patient um, who 
uh, he came in with his wife, and he was very, uh, he had a lot of excess weight, uh, very, quite, quite obese, actually. And uh, him and his wife, they hadn't had sex in years, they said. Mm. I mean, because of the weight, mm. right? And then he was also experiencing some things with his heart and so forth. So, I mean, um, this, these, these diseases are very debilitating. If we can give people hope, some measure of hope, I think that'd be very, very beneficial to them. And I think the scientists, science definitely, definitely uh, demonstrates that you know there is hope. Yeah, I like that. I like how lifestyle medicine is very hopeful. Yes. Message and very empowering as well. You know, it says that we can really take our health into our own hands in many cases. And um, right. Yeah. There's there's no guarantees, but yeah. There is there is a chance, and um, right. I would say maybe a, a good chance, and right. um, and lots of medicine is the way to do that. Right. So there, one last thing I want to say is that you know it's it is something it is very intimidating when doctors, these people with uh, white coats with a bunch of D's behind their name, when they when they come to you and they say, you know, you have to take this drug for life, you have to do this surgery and so forth it's very intimidating and so often patients they they think you know this is it this is the answer and they kind of like silo themselves into thinking you know this is the only thing out there but lasa medicine um, provides a different perspective and i want to encourage our listeners always to think when when you have a medical condition you know, there are the drugs and the surgeries, and these might be beneficial, obviously. But are there also other answers out there outside of conventional medicine in the world of lifestyle medicine? And I believe that in many cases that there are good answers. And I want to encourage our listeners to seek for those answers and to make a to make lots of changes in order to address many of these medical conditions, and not to just saddle yourselves into thinking that tablets and pills and injections and surgery are the only answer out there. They're obviously part of the solution, but not the only solution. Great. So let's leave it at that for, um, for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. As always, please do leave us a review uh, wherever you are listening to this podcast. And if you want to learn more about lifestyle medicine and the evidence behind lifestyle medicine, we encourage you to check out lifestylemedicine.org the website of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And also throughout this podcast in future episodes, we'll be sharing with you information um, and tips to how to implement a healthy lifestyle so you can really experience the freedom that, uh, that you deserve. Also, if you do have a friend or a family member who you think could benefit from lifestyle medicine, please, we encourage you to share this podcast with them. So again, you've been listening to the Lifestyle is Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope to see you next time.